Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Good Monday, everyone. We are in the middle of answering the question, what child is this? Who was this child that was born in Bethlehem so long ago? We are looking at four perspectives. The first was the palace perspective from Herod. He saw that this child was a king. The next was the prophetic perspective from the angels. And they saw him as the Christ, the son of the living God. And presently, we're looking at the people's perspective, the perspective of the shepherds. And they saw him as a savior who was going to take away their sins. Now, we're looking at this whole aspect of what does it mean to be saved? Why did we need a savior? It's because of our sin. It's a term that's not in vogue very much now. Uh, We all admit that we've done things wrong. But somehow, when we say we sin... It's like we are accountable then, and we're going to have to give an answer for it. And that's the part we don't like. It evokes the thought of a God that we're going to be accountable to. But that's exactly how it is. There is a God who created us. He is completely holy and just. Every wrong must be judged. Every sin has to be exposed and dealt with. His very nature demands it. He is completely just, holy. Nothing can be swept under the carpet. Every wrong has to be made right. There has to be a reckoning for the wrongs that have been done in the world. And that will happen at the judgment. The scripture says it's appointed unto man once to die, and after that the judgment. We're all going to stand before God for our sins. The bad news is not one of us are going to be able to pass that judgment without condemnation. The Bible says we've all sinned. We've all come short of the glory of God. It doesn't matter who it is. The best person that's ever lived on this earth will still fall under that condemnation because we're not judged against one another, whether I've lived better than someone else. We're judged in the face of God's holiness and his justice. The standard is perfection. And we all fall short of it. And so that's the bad news. But there is some good news. God sent a Savior. He sent someone to save us from our sins. That is good news. The meaning of the word gospel is good news. And so we have good news to share. And the angels shared it with the shepherds and said, Today, born in the city of David, is a Savior. Christ the Lord. He came to save us from the just penalty of our sin. Now, we saw last Friday that this was foreshadowed by all the sacrifices that were made down through the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, when an individual sinned, there was a procedure he was to follow. He was to bring a lamb, one that was perfect, without spot or blemish. He was to bring it to the temple, to the priest, And there confess his sin, place his hand upon the lamb 
which represented that the sin was being transferred to the lamb, and then the lamb would be slain. And thus the giving of the life of the lamb made atonement for the sin that was in the person's life. In other words, just as the Bible says, the soul that sins shall surely die. And the New Testament version, the wages of sin is death. That is the reality. There had to be one life given for another. The judgment on sin is death. Now the Bible tells us in Hebrews 10 and verse 4 that the blood of bulls and goats could not take away sins, but that it foreshadowed something. It was to bring the reminder of sin to the people. In other words, it didn't take away the sin, it just postponed the penalty. And so year after year, as the high priest would enter into the holiest of holies and make atonement for the sins, the sins were not dealt with, but just pushed forward. The penalty was delayed another year. And so the sins of all the world was pushed forward, pushed forward, right up until the time when Jesus was born. And when he began his ministry, John the Baptist saw him coming and pointed at him and said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Jesus came as the Savior, and his sacrifice was sufficient to not only postpone the penalty of our sin, but to satisfy the penalty of our sin. Romans 5 and 18 says, Therefore, as through one man's offense, that's referring to Adam, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation, even so through one man's righteous act, referring to Christ. The free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience many will be made righteous. It goes on in the next chapter to tell us in Romans 6 and verse 10, For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life that he lives, he lives to God. Jesus came and made a sacrifice for our sins. It was like there was a bloodline that started right at the beginning when God slew animals to cover the nakedness of Adam and Eve. And then the blood sacrifices started. Cain and Abel brought sacrifices. Cain was not accepted because he brought a sacrifice from the fields. Abel brought a lamb. There was the shedding of blood and atonement was made. And Abel's sacrifice was accepted while Cain's sacrifice wasn't. And on down through time to the law and all the sacrifices that the Israeli people made year after year. There's a bloodline and it goes all the way right up until Calvary, right up to the cross where Jesus shed his blood and there the bloodline stopped. There was no need for any further sacrifice because Christ was the final sacrifice. He did away with sins. The judgment of our sin was taken care of on the cross. He dealt with sin once and for all. And so now the sins of all the world have been atoned for. He has made a way of salvation. In John chapter 10 and verse 11, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd and the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. You know, it was fitting that this announcement would be made to shepherds because to shepherds, sheep were their livelihood. It was their stock and trade. 
The flocks that they cared for gave them milk, gave them meat, gave them clothing. And religiously, as they wanted to make atonement for their sins, it was taking that lamb to the priest so that their sins could be atoned for. And so how appropriate that the angels would declare the message that there was a Savior born to shepherds. They were the ordinary people of the day. They were representative of us, of everyone in this world. To the ordinary man in the street, the most significant thing about Jesus Christ was that he was a Savior that was going to take away our sins. You see, everyone's sins are going to be judged. There is no exception. Everyone's sins are going to be judged. The question is, where will they be judged? We can accept Christ's provision of salvation and let our sins be judged there on the cross. But if we don't accept that provision of salvation, then the judgment of our sin is going to fall upon our own heads as we stand before God in the final judgment. And there, rather than having a lamb that will take our place, we're going to have to die for our own sins. And so, everyone's going to die for their sins. Either we'll take Christ's death as our death and die with him on the cross, and that's exactly what Romans 6 and 6 says, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. You see, if Christ is our sacrifice and he died for us, well, then we're free from the penalty of sin. It's already been carried out. I don't have to be fearful of the judgment anymore. It already has taken place. But if it hasn't, if I don't accept Christ, then it falls on my own head. I tell you, this is a matter of life and death. Eternal life and death. The most important thing that you will ever hear is the good news of the gospel. That there is a provision for our sin. Satan would love to dull our perceptions and say, Oh no, there's no God. There's no judgment. There's really no such thing as sin. He wants to cloud the issue so we won't see reality. That we won't realize that we're going to stand before a righteous God and our sins are going to be righteously judged. We need to take advantage of the Savior who was born. Now, how do we receive this salvation? Because he's made a way for us to be saved, but we have to receive it. The Bible says, As many as received him gave he the power to become sons of God. He made the way, but we have to walk that way. He made the provision, but we have to take hold of it and receive it for ourselves. Now, how did the shepherds respond to this good news? Because I believe in their response, we have a pattern of how we respond to the same good news. Well, first, they had to hear the good news. The angels came and proclaimed to them that there was a Savior. And so we have to hear the good news. The Bible tells us to go into all the world and to speak this good news to every creature, to every nation. Go and tell and spread this. I'm speaking the good news today. You're hearing the message today of salvation. And so the first thing is you have to hear it. The shepherds heard it. What did they do then? They left what they were doing 
and they went to find the Savior. We have to do the same thing. We have to leave what we're doing. We have to leave our busyness. You know, we get so occupied in life, so taken up with just the natural things of life, of having to work and having to take care of a family, that many times we get so busy that we can't even contemplate the issues of of eternity. But we have to. And we have to take time to seek the Lord, to get alone, to think about these things, to pray, to go to places where people are that have found him. To you, it may be going to church. And once you're there, we do exactly what the shepherds did when they found the Savior. They knelt down before him and acknowledged him as Lord. And that's exactly what we have to do. Accept him as the King of Kings. Accept him as the Christ, the Son of the living God. And to accept him as our Savior that takes away our sins. We'll talk more about this tomorrow. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. We would love to have you join us this Sunday for one of our services. The times are 9.30 and 11.30. Just go to our website at kwcf.org to register and to check out all our other activities. We have events for children, youth, and people of all ages. Our mission is to connect people with God and each other so we may fulfill our purpose in life. Till next time, may God keep your life in balance.